0: Ninth day, you may Chabad for the ninth day of the second day of Adar in Adar Sheni. This is in the year Tovshin, which is uh, 1940. That's the day that the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe came to the shores of the United States. And at that same very day, he founded the yeshiva of Tomchei Temimim. that's the Lubavitch yeshiva in the United States. It's March 19, 1940. That's actually when the major change took place in the uh, shores of the United States because the Rebbe landed over here. And the Rebbe changed the landscape the of, that's the previous Rebbe, that's his father-in-law. Okay. The the Rebbe, the, the previous, Rebbe previous Rebbe was Rebbe. In, in Europe, he was in Russia, and then he was in Europe, and then he was, as we learned, he was, he narrowly escaped, you know, the German uh, when they uh, were bombarding Warsaw, and then he escaped to Latvia, and then from Latvia they uh, went by boat. now they actually arrived on Monday on the eighth day of Other Shani at six in the evening they arrived, but the uh, it took them 12 days to travel on the boat, and uh, the boat uh, actually anchored at that time, but the law was that any boat that came to the uh, shore after 4 o'clock were not permitted to the uh, par to disembark. disembark until the next morning. So he was here technically on the four, on the 8th, but he actually ended up coming out on the 9th day. That's when he was allowed to, to, to go. Now, the thing is that that uh, day basically changed the United States forever, and the United States being sort of the uh, leading country changed the whole world forever because everybody else followed the United States. Now, you know there was a lot of Jews already in the United States, and the United States was the melting pot. It was also the golden Medina, as they used to call it, the golden country. And people who were persecuted all their lives and had hardships finally found an opportunity to be able to... Uh, work and earn money and live like a mensch, as they say. However, it also took a terrible toll on the Yiddishkeit. People who came from Europe, very religious, but when they came here, uh, had to assimilate. Well, if they wanted to survive, they needed to, or so they thought that they needed to work in Chavez, they needed to uh, do things in order just to maintain their uh, existence. They also and by and large wanted their children to have an easier life than they themselves experienced. So they wanted to, in the melting pot, give them an education so that they would have uh, other opportunities which they themselves did not have. However, that turned out to be very devastating to the Jewish religion. Maybe the physical standing of the Jew became better, but the spiritual standing of the Jew... And what the Germans were trying to do is to annihilate us physically, uh, we would have self-destructed if we continued in that path of uh, apathy and not, uh, you know, take an interest in Yiddishkeit to uh, persevere and to continue the the Jewish people, you know, Chaz Vishalom. As, you know, you see, to even today, there are certain studies that we heard about that come out that say that, you know, at uh, the rate that things are going, the intermarriage, one and won't b- be any left, Jews, one left. B- the Jews left, and, you know, that was, and at that time, the Rebbe came to the United States. Now, the Rebbe was an, a rabbi from Poland, and the people thought that, you know, he has very good intentions, and he has, you know, a lot of energy, and he's very dedicated, and he has great uh, powers, and he's a holy man, but... He Guess did. what? Not in this country. He didn't fit in. He did Not only did he fit in, but he says, the work that you did over there uh, was uh, not something that you're going to accomplish over here. People who loved the Rebbe, who really respected the Rebbe, came to the Rebbe's room, and as the Rebbe, and the Rebbe came here, they came and they were pleading with the Rebbe. They were telling me, we don't... Don't get us wrong they said we want you to be successful we believe in your mission we are all for it but we don't want you to be utterly disappointed because this isn't Europe this is America and America is a different story you cannot the things that worked in Europe do not work in America it's not it's not going to work so just know what's ahead of you so that later on you won't you know be disappointed And the Rebbe, later on in his journal, in his diary, he writes how much he cried and how much it pained him from what they said. But this the Rebbe Rebbe came here, but we know that that's not what actually happened. Let's let's read a little further over here. On Tuesday, which was already the ninth of the second day of Ador, thousands of people came to greet the Rebbe, Rebbe, the previous Rebbe. And as the Rebbe appeared... Uh, while he was exiting the boat The entire crowd started to sing "Shalom Aleichem Yelling "Shalom Aleichem And many also made the blessing of Shechionu That's when you have a joyful thing happen to you They were very excited And there were delegations from all different Jewish agencies That came to greet the Rebbe Also the mayor sent a special uh, representative to who's the mayor then? Farell Laguardia. Did you know his mother was Jewish? No. Neither. Did you know he spoke Yiddish fluently? Oh, really? And when he spoke on the radio to to in New York, he was speaking Yiddish to the Jewish people. So Laguardia. Yeah. You got to go on Jeopardy. No, yeah. <laughs> I watch it. Some of the categories they have is oh, But LaGuardia. you know a lot of you know a lot of facts. Yeah. Okay, and now he's gonna make, now he knows the facts for Chabad, so now pretty good. (laughs) He added, he added, he added, uh, uh, how many. how many Chabad rabbis married their cousins? <laughs> 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 Every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> <But> <laughs> don't forget, when he came, he was really the only rebbe in America at that time. Well, no, there, there was reform. Were, there were. There was yeah, There I think. weren't that many. Yeah. because Most of the other ones came after the war. Yeah. There were some reform. One lot of rabbis. A lot of rabbis. Rabbis. Okay, after a short uh, Kabbalah sponim, which they greeted the Rebbe at the the dock. So the previous Rebbe went and he stayed in the beginning in the uh, Greystone Hotel in Manhattan. That was the place where he stayed when he first came. And when there was, they had a special get-together to greet the Rebbe. So the Rebbe said the following words. These were the first words that the Rebbe said in this country. The Rebbe says, well, we have to open up with a blessing. I thank Hashem for saving us and taking us out from uh, oppression, from uh, difficulty to uh, comfortable to this place. But I, it pains me terribly to disrupt the great joy of all the hearts of all those people that are here and also my own personal joy but my pain of my brothers and my sisters who are uh, being tortured without mercy does not give me any peace in Europe. Their yellings and their screaming of our brothers and our sisters especially of the many students of the different yeshivas and the Polish yeshivas that goes with me that Goes along with me wherever every place and every moment, and I cannot find any peace, any relaxation, till Hashem will help and will also protect them as well. He must have been in such culture shock too. But he changed. What, what, what well, he happens is, as we learned in one of the Yom Yom. restaurant. I don't think he's ever heard of that. You know? Well, that wasn't his first priority, anyways. No, like, <laughs> no, <but the laughs> kosher restaurant. restaurant you know, it's like, no, like, I'm just saying that, you know, that whole... Well, he came from Warsaw. Warsaw was, was a little more know. advanced than the shuttles of Eastern no, Europe. No, but I'm just saying, just culture shock. But, but you see, oh, the Rebbe uh, writes yeah. in a yom yom, just one of the, just a couple of days ago. The Rebbe says that to uh, sigh... And say, oh, how bad it is, that doesn't do any good. He says, a sigh is only like the handle of the lock, you know, but it, you have to do something about it. You can't right. just complain and you can't just say how terrible, how bad, and that's it, and it then it doesn't accomplish anything. Doesn't accomplish anything. Right. And, you know, and that's what you're saying, the Rebbe, with all the emotional, you know, uh, troubles that he had, baggage. All the baggage, and with all the, I don't know if we call them baggage, but with all the Tzorahs that he went through, he didn't let those things pull him down to stop and say, look, you know, we find even Moshe Rabbeinu, you see Moshe Rabbeinu's fathers, when they had the Tzorahs with the Egyptians, they he went and he separated from his wife. He said, what are we going to have children? So that, what? So they should throw them into the Nile River? So yeah. people felt that, even Abram felt that way, that you know we're, we we can't be productive in such a environment in which they're killing our killing us and and basically they decided to abstain and therefore not to have any any relationships and and just not do anything. But until Miriam told him, no, no, that it's worse. Your advice is worse than his because uh, he only decreed for the boys to throw into the Nile, it. you're not letting even girls be born. But the point over here Was is that the parsha or. Last week's parsha. Last week's Now, uh, in 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 this in this situation, you know, somebody who has suffered so much and he's come to freedom. One would say, "Well, okay, you know what?" And he sees what's going on. Let him take a little break. Right. But what he did was was unbelievable. He founded the yeshiva on that same day, same and day. then and then actually the next day was he founded it that day, and the next day they started to learn. In the yeshiva, all the yeshivas that you have were founded by the Rebbe. Shortly thereafter, the yeshiva in Boston, the yeshiva in Springfield, the yeshiva in Worcester, the yeshiva in 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 Pittsburgh, the yeshiva all over in all over he the. Travel to all these cities too. No, the Rebbe sent. He okay. traveled originally when he came here the previous time. He okay. was he traveled around a little okay. bit to find a, a spot that was earlier. That was about ten years before, okay. but. At this point, he sent his emissaries to run these yeshivas, and that was the sort of the uh, the basis, the foundation, and that was the source of of energy that uh, brought in all the other, uh, all, the, all the students and all the, the future generations. And if we have Yiddish Kai today, as we have today, we have the Chabad houses, we have all over the world, but... At that point, this was the, this was the, as they say, the the, the mortar, the the the, the, the bricks and place. mortars of foundation. of everything later on, the foundation of everything that took that took place, and for uh, a, a rabbi sixty years old, coming from he was sixty at the time, right, coming from all the sorrows that he went through, to, do that, uh, do, yeah. to go ahead and motivate and and I think that one of the biggest. I think uh, surprises. One can be surprised. Is the fact that you know we 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 all deal today with the issue of a generation gap. You know, we there was like a, a, a an idea. The prevailing idea is that the older people don't understand, don't understand the younger people. The younger people don't understand. They're like living in two different worlds, even though they're sharing the same home, and the same planet, and the same place. Ask my kids. Ask your kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like the thing. on do There's an ad. The woman says the only way I can talk to my grandchildren is I have to text them. I text. <laughs> right. Right. So right. there's your example. Yeah. Okay. But that's but you know you have to text them. Otherwise, the old-fashioned one you can't talk to them. No. If you don't know how to text, then you can't talk to them. But that's in a very uh, technical way. But we're talking about more. We don't talk yeah. the same language. There's different. Values and the different worries. things, importance, yeah. and different and different. So, how does a Rebbe not only motivate the older people to come to Shul to daven, which they do or they're used to, but how do you motivate the young people, the people who are growing up right. Right. on you know on hot dogs and and uh, <laughs> how do you make uh, pizza? How do you motivate well, separate, not together, okay. Uh, but how how do you motivate them? How do you get and the 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 brilliance and the uh, sense of truth, you know, because that goes beyond any of the uh, limitations or any categories. And one of the also the things of, of, of Chabad was I think it was very important is not to put labels on, on Jews. Not to put labels on everybody on age. Everybody, everybody is included. Don't right, label right. anybody, and don't. In we other don't words, so we're all in together. Old, young, religious, practicing, not practicing. practicing. We're all. Well, that's chabad. That's, that's chabad, chabad. Yeah, but which makes them unique in comparison to the other that's ones. Some. Not, if you, to, to anyone can of, come here, right? But if you went into a different dynasty type of rebbe. They would ostracize. They wouldn't even no, deal no. with you because you're not one of them. <laughs> Some, sometimes, yeah. But you know, people I think are starting to realize. All, everybody, to you know, ready? I mean, spirited. I mean, people are starting to realize the <coughs> the benefit, and they're also realizing that the approach of the Rebbe and the previous Rebbe was the right approach, in the sense that um, we have to uh, we have to reach out and people, Is people. how we appeal to young people. People don't, people no, this appeal also the same way, is because we don't label, it's not about, we, we talk, it's the eternal message of the Torah, which goes beyond everything. And the Rebbe empowered uh, everybody that they can do something, that they are not only a recipient. I find like this, you know, when you have a child or you have somebody who has a difficulty learning and they have a hard time, the best way to help them is actually, and to motivate them, is to make them for teachers. So if you take somebody and you tell him that you have a job, that you have to teach somebody else something, then you give them the level of responsibility and then they know that they must actually study themselves and they must give it over. And the Rebbe's, I think, <laughs> brilliant idea, he took his own Hasidim. You can imagine if the Rebbe, I mean, it's just my own silly thoughts. I'm not sure if there's any validity, but that's just something that I was thinking about. The Rebbe took his Hasidim, right? Now, what, what would they be, let's say, if the Rebbe didn't send them out to the Chabad houses and everywhere, and, you know, to do be in leadership positions to teach Yiddishkeit, to uh, motivate people in, in various different things, whether Yiddishkeit or in just outreach work or good uh, benevolent, you know, activities. You know, there's, there's drug rehabilitation. There is, uh, you know, helping people financially in, in various different uh, ways. What would have happened if we would have, if we would have been like the ordinary, you know, the regular other Hasidim, and or other religious people. State we would yourself. stay in the community. Now, you know, so some would some would some would continue to study, some would go to work, some would get businesses, and but what the Rebbe did not only to benefit the people, he took and he, he made each and every one into a leader. So what happens is a the whole community is not just a person living in his own world, but he's out there Teaching other people, disseminating, that's number one. But number two, he saved that teacher himself also, because that person would not be a teacher otherwise. He'd probably be working on some computers for some for some programmer or something working. But now they have no choice. So if he's teaching, he has to prepare what he's teaching and he has to give it over. He has to spend time or she has to spend time. The same thing. So the point over here is the previous Rebbe and the Rebbe, they made everyone into a leader. And this, this guy said it best. You know, he was searching the various different kinds of, of, of Rebbes. He was, I think it was this, uh, Jonathan Sachs said this, he used to Holy, be the... Uh, the Chief, so Rabbi. Chief Rabbi from England, used to be the previous Chief Rabbi. He said when he was a student he went around to interview, or he was doing his I guess his, his graduate studies over there on something about the religion so he was interviewing various different uh, leaders and he came to the United States and he had various different meetings and um, he says, most of the, so I heard in his name, I'm not sure if I heard it from him or heard, in his, uh, heard the story, so most of the, he says, everywhere I went, all the rabbis they were nice, polite, they were smart and everything else, he said, each one tried to recruit me to become their follower, you know, they wanted to bring me in and make me into a follower. <laughs> He says, but it says, when I came to the Rebbe, he was the only one. He said, he made me into a leader. <laughs> he says, I have enough followers. Don't become my followers. Go do something for Yiddishkeit. He says, this is, this is the, the, the brilliance. This is the, 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 the real sense. Is not, It's not me. It's not to increase my, uh, my sphere of influence, but to bring in others and make them into leaders so they can go out. What? You know that what's the difference between a, a good leader and a great leader is a great leader makes leaders. Makes know? leaders. And that's what the Rebbe did, made leaders. But when you make a leader, you're not only helping the community where she leads, but you're helping that leader itself because you made him into a leader. Right. There was a story about the Alta Rebbe um, when he was going on his way to the Magad of Mezrich and he uh, stopped by uh, one of the great uh, Hasidic masters, and he was trying to entice the Rebbe uh, by, uh, the Alta Rebbe passed by him, he wanted to keep the Alta Rebbe as his follower, and uh, he, he told him that I'll teach you the talk of the birds and the animals, you'll be, <laughs> you'll be able to understand them. So he said that, you know what, that's all, that's all, that's all nice, that's all nice and good, but still, I'm going to my rebbe. I'm going to the Alter Rebbe. So <laughs> today's also it's uh, Chavdal Tevis, the Yossi of the Alter Rebbe. So it's uh, uh, something to um, to to reflect upon. Um, this is the um, this is the I guess the core where it started when it started with the ninth day of Other Aleph in that year. And I think the other I think message is I think which is we need to put it through our heads, there is nothing that you can't accomplish if you really are dedicated and you put yourself to it. If you put yourself to it, you think, you know, how could one 60-year-old Hasidic Rebbe of Poland change all Judaism in this country, but you could. So he showed us. He showed us that with determination, with Messiris nefesh, you could. With self sacrifice, you could. He taught us that. He taught us that we shouldn't think. I mean, we're not the Rebbe, and we don't have his powers, of course. But still, yet yeah, everybody, in their own scale, we can do a lot more oh, yeah, than, than we than we than we think. And certainly, it's true with Yiddish Kai too. You know, a lot of people think they're limited because look, I didn't get the education. Uh, I I didn't grow up in such a home. So, you know, I can only, you know, there's only, I, I only expect of myself a certain amount, and that's all what I can do, because, look, that's just the reality. But the truth is that if you put yourself, you'd be surprised that, you know, you can actually achieve and become uh, knowledgeable, become uh, learned, become and become a teacher yourself <laughs> into, into helping others, uh, you know, achieve greatness. So that's, I think, that's the important message.